Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, July the 18th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we're going to talk about, I don't really know, uh, having a healthy relationship with yourself, your partner, and everyone else around you. We'll give it a fancy title later on. That will come to me. It's irrelevant. Uh, But before I jump into that, a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Beam CBD. The site beamtlc.com, the code is Jeremy Scott to always get you guys 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. This would be the product I take to go to sleep every single night. They have a handful of products, but the dream product specifically is what I take. It is THC free. Uh, It's vegan, gluten-free. They obviously lab test it. It will not get you high. You won't fail a drug test. But it does help you stay asleep, in my opinion, and fall asleep. Two things that I think are vitally important for recovery, rest, and just to wake up and not hate your life every single day. They put the 20 milligrams of the nano CBD in there, low melatonin, uh, theanine, I think magnesium as well. All the things that are good for you guys have a natural sleep cycle. It's not habit-forming. You don't wake up feeling groggy and hungover. That's why I enjoy it, and I take it probably five or six nights per week on average. They have a powder form, which is actually like a chocolate kind of cinnamon, which is nice before you go to sleep, or just the capsules. They do have a ton of other products, salves, balms, tinctures. They have like a clarity product that people take with lion's mane in it, a ton of great stuff. We've had the founders on the podcast, cool dudes, and that is why we work with them. If you guys are interested, you can always go to the site, beamtlc.com, put in the code Jeremy Scott to get all the discounts, or... You can hit us up and we can send you a couple of packs of the dream product, see if it helps you guys not only fall asleep, but also stay asleep and then get hooked up with all of the free stuff. So send us a message, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the site, wherever you can hit us up and Monica will get you a couple of packs to try for free. And the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Right now, if you want to pick up some Athletic Greens, we can get you guys a year supply of vitamin D3 and their K2, which all of you guys should be taking anyway, and five free travel packs with your first order. Now, if you're listening, maybe this is the first time you've heard me ramble on, Jeremy, why would I take Athletic Greens? Well, number one, it is the best tasting greens on the planet. It tastes way better than that swill you used to drink in college to get a buzz, and this stuff is actually good for you. And it's really hard to eat 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies a day. Even I can't do that as like a health and fitness professional, if you will. So if I can't do it, I know it's really hard for everybody else out there to eat that big of an array of fruits and veggies. So all I do... Take the travel packs with me, rip them, throw them in some water, slam them, and I'm good to go. It has a probiotic in there, the digestive enzymes, and all of the good stuff you need. So if you're somebody who's taking 14 different pills or drinking a greens product that tastes like butt, this is amazing and is way better for you. And I promise you, all of you have drinking worse things in college. Heather, what was your go-to drink in college? Uh, Do you remember Sparks? I'm old, so no. So it was that and um, like a Rockstar vodka, which is so gross. (laughs) Or Red Bull. We would do Red Bull and Rockstar, depending on what the bar had. Nick would call that gas. Like he goes, I'm drinking gasoline. Sparks was like this um, energy drink. It's basically like a... Like Four four Loco. 
Do you remember Four Loco? Mm-mm. I don't think you can sell it anymore. That was like where the caffeine was super high and the alcohol content was super high. Because it's, it's, a, it's a stimulant and a depressant. That's yeah. what rocks or vodkas are terrible for you. And, oh, it's like we would the worst. be up all night. What it was else? awful. Other than, what's other <clears throat> terrible things? Did you thing do like a Boone's Pass? <laughs> what's a Boone's Pass? Like Boone's Farm. Oh, Boone's Farm, yeah. So And okay. like you would like pass it around. <laughs> oh my God, okay. So I don't want to get too... So anyways, you guys, Athletic Greens tastes way better than all the things we're mentioning now. So if you want to get hooked up with a free pack, hit me up. I'll have Monica send you a pack for free. You can try it. We'll give it to you. Wherever state, country you live in, doesn't matter. We'll send it to you. Then you can get hooked up with the free stuff. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for the free D, the five free travel packs, or hit me up for a free sample. Uh, yes, Boone's Farm. You've been, obviously, where I grew up. We live right across the bridge uh, from Wisconsin. And so in Minnesota, I think the bars, someone correct me, I'm old, so this could have changed. I think the bars close at like midnight. But in Wisconsin, they don't close till one. So you're already hammered, and you'd find like one friend who was hopefully not that, or like you get in a taxi cab. This is before Uber and Lyft, because when we're in college, that does not exist, you guys. And you drive across the, the river <clears throat> to this place called George's. And I've told this story before. George's sells basically two things, Budweiser in cans and Boone's Farm at the bar. <laughs> and so you'd buy like a full bottle of Boone's Farm after you've drinking way too much already. Boone's Farm is like drinking toilet water. It's just disgusting. That's it's so bad. gross. That was bad. That's probably one of the worst things I would drink. That, Rumplemints, if you remember that. Jaeger. I remember oh, there bad. was like these shots. I think they were called touchdowns. And we'd take them like after the football game and we'd go to this bar in Pullman called Valhalla and for like 80s night and I remember there was always some sort of Jaeger shot on the menu and I I think it was called touchdowns but oh the thought of it now I'm just like makes me want to throw up (laughs) what is it what's in a touchdown I feel like it did have like Red Bull or Rockstar in it and Jaeger this is basically a Jag bomb Mm-hmm. Where it's like you take the Jägermeister and you drop it. There was into... something else. I'm trying to think. What's is that the worst shot you've ever taken? Um, pretty close. I'm trying to think. What Ferdinand would drink all the time is an Irish car bomb. Yeah. Which is like similar to a boilermaker, where you're you're dropping a shot of like Irish cream whiskey into a glass of like stout, like just a really dark. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like this is what it looks like. Like super mm-hmm. dark. It shit is disgusting. That because I remember like we sat. Sorry guys, this has nothing to do with athletic greens or the podcast, but I just is in my brain. Like we sat there one night, and I remember our friend Dan was like he would do um, Goldschlager, and yeah. and he goes and and our friend you know Dan and Jokola and then Ferd. Mm-hmm. These are two friends, and uh, Heather's met both these guys. And my friends still can drink at this level of like if there was an mba of boozing they're in this arena and some of you guys listening might be there too i am like you know in the jv at this point my career is over but we were talking like sitting at the bar just kind of talking shit like dudes do and i remember him saying like hey let's let's get everybody a shot of uh goldschlager and fern's like i hate that i'd rather drink two irish car bombs back to back without taking a breath before i you know, drink a Goldschlager. Wow. And Dan's like, bullshit, dude. And so sure enough, like he orders up two Irish car bombs and just like, like it was water, slammed them both back to back. That's how much he hated it. And the point I'm driving it is all those things are completely terrible and they taste disgusting and they're <laughs> awful for you. And we used to do that like 
to a level of so much abuse in your body. And the point I was driving it is athletic greens taste way better than that. So if you drank that shit, you can put greens in your body and be healthy and live an awesome life. 100%. <laughs> from all the damage you already did. God, you know, I remember the last time, I've talked about this before on here, I'm sure. We were, and then we'll start the podcast, sorry everybody, if we're reliving our glory days. Uh, we were at the lodge here in Old Town, uh, Scottsdale, like before it closed. And it was like me... You were there, but it was me, Drees, Ben, Acre, like all of our friends. And it was like probably right before bar closed. And Dave orders a bunch of mind erasers. And I remember just already being like wasted and feeling like just a bag of trash. And I remember grabbing it and just thinking in my head before I did it, because I have to be like 26 at the time probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a bad choice. That was the first time I had like this level of consciousness. Like I'm already messed up. I'm already dehydrated. I'm going to be hungover and feel like shit all day. Why am I slamming this shot here? I already have a girlfriend. There's nothing else going on. Like, what is the point of me <laughs> doing this? And that was probably like my last real. Because it was like b- bought for you. You yeah. felt obligated. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's okay to say no, everybody. That's the takeaway. Um, know your limits. And if something seems like it's disgusting and you don't want to put it in your body, uh, please don't. Just don't do it. It's not good for you. <laughs> but anyways, uh I digress. We were talking about uh, relationships today and with yourself, with your partner, you together, and just the people around you in your life. And just a handful of elements that go into that basically is what we're going to dive into. Correct? Yes. Um, Also, you did send me something the other day. Now, this is for all my old people out here. And some of you guys are way younger. This will make zero sense to you. Um, But if you guys are in my age bracket, maybe a little younger, you definitely can be older, you remember this. You sent me <clears throat> this post from the Instagram, um, and the Instagram handle is at 30 and tired. And the thing you sent me, it said, the year is 1996. Your parents just got off the phone with Pizza Hut. TGI Friday is on ABC. You ask your parents if your best friend can stay over. They say yes. Then you ask them if you can go to Blockbuster after dinner. They also say yes. Life is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was literally the golden era. It just brought a big smile to my face when I saw it. I had to share on my story because it and like it's so funny because I probably had ten people our age, most of my like close circle friends, respond to that and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's so awesome!" Like that was our highlight on Fridays. There's something like about like the nostalgia of that, like why old things become new again. Like mm-hmm. we, like my dad just sent me. I was home for a couple of days and he sent me like five boxes at our house that aren't even open yet of uh, cards, like collectible baseball cards, football cards, all these, all this memorabilia stuff. Like I bought younger and never opened it up. And now cards are like, if you guys understand, like are coming back and people are buying cards again and trading cards again. And you see these things that are like imprinted on your life. And you sent me that. And I'm like trying to remember all the shows from TGI Friday. And so as I look it up here, it's like family matters. Full house. If you guys remember full house, Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. And I think like every dude had a crush on Topanga, like for their, you know, younger life. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Step by Step? Yeah. Sabrina. Loved Step by Step. Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. Perfect Strangers. Remember that? They're the, no. The two dudes. Um, they live together, like Bulky and whatever his name was. These two guys. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. And then you remember Dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, like the I show. Love dinosaurs. Yeah, where they're like humans, but they were dinosaurs. Those were the good old days, man. 
like when you looked forward to like Friday night TV and oh, now totally. I, and now I'm coming home like there's nothing I want to watch. Man, 30 and tired though on Instagram, it is so hilarious. You have to follow it. It's a good follow. If there's another one too. It's like 30 a I think 30 as fuck or AF. It's so funny. I mean, if you're in that era, like I think you appreciate it. It brings back some of the things that you remember from your youth. I remember them anyway. I used to love Family Matters. Me too. Uh, okay, so anyways, that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about and probably brought you guys no value, but hopefully you got a laugh along the way and remembered, oh man, I used to love Step by Step or Boy Meets World was a great show. So you want to kick off or am I doing it or what are we doing here? How are we going to roll? You can kick it off talking about just focusing on the relational element of health. So we've talked about this uh, before on a couple of their podcasts and how we teach fitness here, and some of you guys who have listened for a long time have heard me say this, we try to do fitness in, in four pillars here, really. Now, if I had people for, you know, 20 hours a week in person, it'd be different and we could drill down more stuff. But obviously, if you're a fitness professional, you're a coach, uh, no matter what arena you're in, you only have your athletes, your clients, your people for so long. So we get these guys for, you know, maybe 90 minutes a week. Some of the people who are diehards, a couple of hours. And you build relationships. And we try to approach fitness here from, like, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional side of fitness. Because it's all wrapped up in, into into one. And that's what really forms the community. It is. And it's different than a normal gym, in my opinion. That's why we still do it here. Because there is something about showing up for people. Uh, most people here are super thankful they have gratitude when they're here. Even the ones that when they bitch and complain, they kind of do it in unison together. And it's in a kind of a, you know, older Midwestern man kind of way. Like if you guys are, I don't, maybe it's not just the Midwest. But like when I see my dad, like talk to his brother or my dad talk to his friends. And they have these old, you know, dudes who are like retired or about to be retired in their 60s. They, their, their conversations are basically just complaining. Mm-hmm. And like not in a ne- not in a negative way, but they'll like bitch about like the weather or the taxes or the government or whatever it is. But like in this way where that's their that's what they do. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? And so my dad too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just how like oh man the prices of gas or like whatever they say. Like they just they're just talking shit and that's how they do it. And we let people basically do that here in our space. But it's kind of all in unison. And if we talk about deep health, which we've done a full podcast on this in detail playing off of kind of the precision nutrition piece where they go relational, existential, mental, physical, emotional, environmental fitness, like all those things affect your relationship. And they all kind of play off one another, even in our 47 day transformation, which is coming up in August. Again, if you guys are interested, you can hit me up and I share the details. We do this success wheel. It's basically the same thing where you kind of rate the areas of your life and see where everything ranks and like how smooth that wheel is moving you through life. Because if, if one of those things is ridiculously off, it makes it really hard for your life to run like a well-oiled machine. And if you're only focusing on the physical element of health, it's not the most important and you're going to be missing out on really achieving the optimal health that you can achieve and really have a fulfilling lifestyle, health and happiness. Um, so you have to really understand that there's several layers when it comes to achieving your your deep health. Well, yeah, and I'm not telling, and I don't know anybody's 
levels or how you gauge it or how you audit your own happiness. But I can say this, there comes a point, and I'm going to do this from a fitness standpoint because I'm a fitness professional. I've been in this my whole life. I played sports my whole life. This is just an extension of sports to me. Like I wasn't good enough to be a professional athlete. So this is like the next closest thing, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's a reality. So I'm like, what can I do that mimics it? That is just as fun for me. That fills that void. Exactly. And it will never be the same, but Mm -hmm. I do think I get so much more out of this in the longevity. Cause even if I was good enough, I'm going to be 38 years old. And it wasn't, I, I watched the guys like the fact that LeBron can still play in the NBA is ridiculous to me that they go and play 80 games and he's 37, 38 years old. It's nuts. But when you look at your fitness, sometimes in our industry, in our world, and I don't mean like the overall health and fitness industry. I mean, the, the crazy vanity obsessed part of it, which is, is a, that's, I need to say this, it's such a small portion of what we do as a community and culture is focusing on just the looks of it. Now your body's your business card. I know we all want to look good and feel good and be sexy. I get that. But when you get to the point where you're so obsessed with it, where you're so obsessed with every macro, with tracking every calorie ever burned in your workout, and you have to do everything perfect, your fitness then steals your fitness, in my opinion. Or when you become so depleted and so run down, all you can do is the workout, but you can't play with your kids, you can't hike, you can't do anything else, you're so hungry, you're starving, you're hangry, you're pissed off. To me, I don't think you have a well-balanced overall healthy lifestyle because that one thing is dominating and it's taking away from everything else. In my opinion, your fitness, how healthy you are, how you move, how you feel, how you look, that should add value to your life and enhance it, not detract from it. And I I know it's not most people listening, but there is people who are guilty of that where they're so overly obsessed and they won't take pictures with their family. They won't wear a swimsuit. They won't go certain places. They won't do certain things because they don't like how they look. And it's to the point of like this crazy obsession. And I'm here to tell you, stop doing that. Nobody gives a shit for one. You just... If you don't like things about your body, that's fine, but you can work healthily to change it. And I know I don't want to get super far off topic, but that is a huge part of what we see. And I do think when you're so obsessed with the physical, you're missing out on the mental maturity and growth as as well as the emotional when it comes to your relationship with yourself. I agree. And that's why going back to the 47-day transformation program that we have coming up, it's so important, even for me now at this stage, um, we have basically a workbook that goes along with the program and there's a section on basically mapping out what your success wheel looks like and if you've never done that before basically it allows you to take a look at your life and figure out what balance what areas you need to focus on more what areas of your life are lacking So maybe it's, you know, relationships or it's your health or it's your career or finances, but you're able to evaluate and then prioritize what do I need at this stage of my life? And then you're able to set realistic goals against it. Yeah. And you fitness, and I keep saying from the fitness standpoint, it should add to your life and not take away from the other things. Like your exercise shouldn't make you mentally a wreck all the time. Now, some workouts are going to be terrible. And what I mean by that is you shouldn't be so obsessed with your training that you suck at your career. 
you shouldn't be so obsessed with how you look. You can't be a good husband or wife or a partner to the people around you. And I, I need people. It, it sh- again, everything you do in the gym should make everything outside of the gym better. Hopefully that makes sense what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. It does. And sometimes it takes someone close to you, maybe your spouse or a family member or a good friend to be like, hey, I've noticed, you know, you're spending way too much time in this area of your life and you seem to be struggling in in these other areas. So sometimes you have to just pause and take a step back and and look at what's working and what's not working and take it from there. Yeah. But if you're super happy, then do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do. I, I'm, I'm talking if you're, you feel like things are lacking or you're miserable. I just know there's a lot of people who spend way more time exercising than I do. And I do think sometimes it can be a detractor from all the other areas. And so I don't know what work-life balance is. I don't know what balance is for anyone, but I just throw that out there before I go super deep onto this, just because I know some people go a little crazy. Yeah. And so the relational element of deep health is defined being connected and authentic with others, feeling supported and like you belong. This isn't just about marriage, dating, your family, friends, really focusing on your close circle of people um, can make a big impact on your health and happiness. So. Yep, <laughs> you're right. I've talked about that a hundred times. I know what I was saying. Like, your circle of people matters, for sure. I know. If you're trying to buy a bunch of lunatics and idiots, like, you're never going to make it, dude. Like, you got to get good people in your life. You really do. It's hard sometimes, but if you just, you got to cut people loose, or I call them, you put them in different categories. We talked about this last night. Like, we have certain friends where, I don't want to say, how did you phrase this right? It's like, in my ghetto brain. It's like my friends who we can talk about all the same stuff and all the same things completely freely and there's no judgment at all. Like probably the dudes I grew up with and some random people I meet later in life. Like we all love, you know, basketball. We all love rap music. We all love gangster movies. And we all kind of talk shit the same way. And we all can just give each other a hard time. And But when something goes wrong, we can also like talk about real things. And then you have your other friends where they're never really, you know, 100% truthful. Like they kind of hold stuff back. They're kind of guarded. They're kind of walled up. And then you have your friends who, they're your friends, but they're just, they have this inclination to be negative. Or they always compare. Or they're always trying to flex. Competition. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't be friends with those kind of people because we do have people in our life that are, they're in that kind of space where they're worried about keeping up with the Joneses. They really give a shit about that. Or flexing about well, this is how successful we are, this is how much money we have. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean, like, you don't ever want to hang out with them. They're just in a different category of friend. They're like a surface-level friend. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they're still around, but you're not with them all the time because that stuff can be a a drain on you. It's like a vampire. They just suck all the positive life energy out of you, and then you gravitate towards the keeping up with the Joneses and the comparison stuff, and you're focusing on the wrong things. When you're with your friends and your close circle of people, most of the time they should, again, and sometimes you lift them up and sometimes they lift you up. But overall, you know, rising tides, it does raise all ships. So you guys are, you know, happier together. You're more successful together. You celebrate each other's wins. There is no jealousy and envy. You want them to do well. They want you to do well. And you need those people in your life. When you lose 20 pounds, they don't just ignore it. They say congrats and they thank you for it. When Mm -hmm. you do something awesome, they take you out to dinner and you celebrate. 
you have respect for each other and you don't look at like, oh, well, they got a $4 million house. Fuck them. How'd they do that? You don't, you're like, I'm super happy for them. I'm glad you Mm -hmm. did. Now you can invite me to your pool party and it'll be super fun. Like that's how you should approach everything. There's enough abundance for all of us to win and be successful and happy. But I just know there is people sometimes who are negative and they want you to do well, but not better than they're doing. So that's why I always say, keep your circle small it can be big but just keep it you know with the with your the real time ones. Yes. protect your time and understand how certain people make you feel and if it's causing you to be in a negative place every time you're around them then start distancing yourself and set setting boundaries and this could be friends family members um, but it's it really is a two-way street and it should be a healthy supportive relationship on both sides Um, I pulled this out just to touch on real quick. I follow the holistic psychologist. She has amazing Instagram and, um, her name is Dr. Nicole LaPera. Basically she posted the other day about relationship expectations versus relationship truths. And I just pulled this quote. She says, I believe no conditioning causes more pain, suffering, confusion than that conditioning we've accepted as a society around marriages and relationships. There's a belief that our partners should meet all of our needs, plus that it should be a romantic, whimsical experience that naturally works itself out. And she goes on to say, relationships are work. They're mostly self-work because the connection we have to plus with ourselves impacts every relationship we have. The trust we have for ourselves becomes the truth we have or don't have for another. Most adults have attachment wounding, which leads to insecurity, a deep belief of unworthiness, plus a fear of abandonment. Boom. So, so it's like, you know, when you kind of start to understand that about what people are going through too, or maybe you're going through it, um, I think it's just important, especially with the world we live in and how society and social media can pro portray certain things about people's lives and lives and relationships and it's just sometimes not realistic at all so we're here to to give you some advice and uh, talk about you know our own relationships and what that looks like for us well yeah social media is bullshit (laughs) can we just say that like straight up like I I, I mean there's a lot more now people that are being more transparent and honest and like what do you sharing th- their truth? What do you think the percentage is of like it's, what's real? It's kind of hard to find still, but and what's fake? And again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sound like an old head here and be like, oh, the internet. Like I remember when my grandma was alive, and I remember we would go to visit, and she's like, Jeremy, we bought this lamp off the internet, and like just how <laughs> they would say it was like so old school. Like I know, like we bought it off the like the like the internet. Like there was just this one thing, and like somehow they found it. But that's I, like my grandma will be like her neighbor will show her pictures of Facebook. Like on she'd be like, oh, I saw when you and your family were you know in California or something like that, and she'd say on the Facebook. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> On the Facebook. Didn't it used to be called the Facebook? I think like originally that's what yeah, the real name. Yeah, and then they took it off. Um, the point I was driving at, I don't want to sound like this old person because I'm, I'm thankful for social. I'm thankful for the podcast and Instagram and YouTube and all these things because none of you or maybe like less than a percent of you would even be listening. It drives a lot of business or, into different channels. Yes. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know who we are. Um, we'd have way less money, way less freedom, all these different things. 
there is a lot of great things from it. I've met a lot of great people. We had people come in here this week. Um, two dudes, one from Tennessee, one from California, and then a couple came in here uh, from Indianapolis. Super nice, shared their story with us. Like they watch, listen to the podcast, they do the workouts, they paid off their house because they listened to us pay off their house. Like some really cool shit that, you know, we didn't set out to do this that way. And it's just a, a really cool thing where this community reciprocates. Like you guys reciprocate with us. You leave reviews on the podcast, on Google reviews, all the things. We're super grateful. In the same sentence, like you have to take what you see on the internet at face value. I try to be as transparent as I can here with you guys. I think Heather does too. I'm not going to share with you every shitty day no. I have because it'd be like really depressing and you'd feel like super sad. And honestly, who wants well, to hear my bullshit? Because I have it so much better than like mm-hmm. 7.9999 billion people on the planet. But there's also um, something to be said about keeping certain things private. Like I just, there's certain things I don't want to talk about or share on social media because it's, Sometimes it's just too much. I'm like, people don't need to know every aspect of my life. I tell you that all the time. What? When we're at home. Yeah, I know. And you're like, let's snap this. I'm like, no. Well, I barely show anything. These guys are done. I'm like, these guys are done for the day. They don't get get any more of us. Well, I like to. Like, I like to do things. And I do it. Like, I share my dog because selfishly, I think my dog is awesome. But I'll do it because I'm like, people love dogs. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't love people petting and feeding dogs? Like, I can watch a dog sleep and I'm like, oh, it's super cool. Even though it doesn't do anything. But with social, when you watch it and you see it, just understand it's, it's not the full it's half truths for most people. They're they're painting a picture they want you to see about their life and what it looks like. And for a lot of times it is just highlight reels. It really is, man. And you don't know um a lot of times like what the what the whole story is. That's why I would say like you can't look at somebody and say, Well, I wanna be that or I wanna do that. I'm like without having the whole context, I wouldn't in again, I've done this long enough to where I never think that way and I never say that because like I see what goes in to like any industry. Like the people who are in the best of their field, the best doctors, the best attorneys, the most successful entrepreneurs, the people who drive the Rolls Royces, the people who live in ten million dollar houses, the people who are walking around shredded every single day. All of those things, there's a certain level of dedication, time, effort, energy that goes into that and pain and sacrifice. But all you see on the back end is like the finished product. Mm-hmm. You just see the movie. You didn't see how the movie was cast and how it was edited and put together and all the time that went into it. So when you see things, just take it with a grain of salt. And if you use it as motivation and be inspired, that's great. But oftentimes that comparison that you're doing can change who you are. And that affects affect your relationship with yourself and with your partner and everybody around you. Uh, like for us, I mean, marriage, <laughs> marriage is a constant learning experience. <laughs> it's, I wrote, um, just cause I had some thoughts. It's always an adventure. I, I feel like for us, it's messy. It's amazing, crazy, challenging, all at the same time, emotional, passionate, Um, But just filled with constantly learning about yourself and your partner. And I don't think that ever really changes. Like you constantly are working on it. Well, you're not evolving. You're not the same person. Mm -hmm. Like you're not the same person as when I met you. Oh, you're not the same person either. (laughs) Oh, do we want to go down that path here? Uh, You let me let me describe the dude you met at Dos Gringos. I had about 
um, was in debt, so had a negative net worth. There to the start. He I had quit his job. Listen, so when I met him, he's like, nope. I don't just so quit ne- my job. Let me describe myself here because you're going to butcher it. Um, when you, because you're saying I changed here. So let me describe for everyone listening. Um, I had a negative net worth. One, I went to the bar with $40 because um, I'm from the Midwest, and that usually buys you about eight nights of drinking. Apparently in Scottsdale, it buys you like two drinks. And you met me, I bought you a Bud Light, and it was five bucks, and I bought myself one. I had damn near a panic attack, so I'm like, well, shit, no, I have $30. I'm screwed. That's the dude you met. Like, I and I was living in an upstairs bedroom of my buddy's townhouse at the time, and now here we sit. So yeah, no, I'm not the same. No, I'm awesome. And I sucked when you met me. But I'm not bagging on you when I say you've changed. I'm like, you're just a better person. Oh, I, I feel like both of us, we've pushed each other what? To continue to be better, and it doesn't mean like we're perfect at, we're not perfect. Our relationship is not perfect. It will never be perfect. Um, and there's certain seasons where it's harder, harder individually or as a couple, you know, you kind of just get sometimes feeling like it's the same old thing if you've been married for a while and you just constantly have to put in the effort and the time and if it's important to you, you'll make it a priority. But, um, you know, we both have come a long way and continue to work on the things that we both need to work on. I think this is for everyone, though. Like, you're, you shouldn't be the same person, and neither should your partner. Like, you should evolve. You should grow. You should change. And that's why. It's how I think of college, kind of. It's the way I think of relationships. You go to college, and you're... 17, 18, 19, whatever is your first year. And they say, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Do you know how insane that is? Like, can we literally just have a 10 second conversation about the insanity of that? Yeah. Hey, Heather, you're 18. What do you want to do when you're 48? It's so confusing. Are you? You're so young. Are you kidding me? Like, lady, I'm just trying to drink, you know, Rockstar Vodkas and like hang out and watch the Coug game. I don't know what I want to do when I'm 40 years old. (laughs) And they're like, Jeremy, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to drink beers, hook up with girls and play basketball and listen to rap music. Is it, what, what, uh, what track is that? <laughs> like that, but that, that's what we're talking about and say, invest all this money and do that. It's fucking ridiculous to think at 18, you're picking a career track that Making you're going to do. Making these life decisions. <laughs> and like, what do you want to do for the next 40 years? Lady, I don't want to do, do for the next 40 hours. What are we talking about? And I compare that to a relationship when you meet someone young, and this is sad to say, like I, we've been in weddings and I've been in weddings of people stood up for them and they're now divorced either on going into their second marriage or they're just kind of in this other phase of life where they're not with somebody right now. And that can happen for multiple reasons. High school sweethearts do exist. Like that stuff is real. But when you meet someone at 20 years old, 18, 19, 22, you get married at 23 to think that they'll be the exact same at 33, 43, 53, 63 is lunacy. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not t- giving people marriage advice. Like I'm not an expert. I go, I waited way longer because I knew I had to fix things about myself first because I sucked. So I figured if I made myself not be a complete piece of shit, then people would be more accepting of me. I'd be a better person. I'd like myself. I'd like who I am and I'd move forward. But even that person, like who I am today is going to be different in five years. And it's going to be different from five years from now. And I would hope Heather would be the same. Mm -hmm. Because if I was still talking about the same shit when you met me. It's boring. You just, there's no growth in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sometimes the problem with people is like, well, I met so-and-so and and they changed. I'm like, well, they should for the better. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes people regress and, and life happens. And that's what, it's the hard part because you, you sign this agreement with somebody like, hey, I'm going to be with you and basically until we drop dead. And there's 92 factors that go into that. I think divorce right now is actually closer to 60%. It's pretty it's crazy. It's really sad. And so now when people tell me like, hey, I'm getting divorced, I'm like, like, are you shocked? I'm like, well, no, it's, it's become like this normal thing. And I don't feel bad for people and I don't judge. I don't know situations. And, you know, if you want to cut bait and that's a better choice for both of you, respect, you should do it. But when you do something and you sign up, there is going to be things that change people, whether it be tragedies, whether it be some people, you know, mentally go to a different space in their brain or their value system is different. Like what you valued at, how old are you now? 35. 35. <laughs> like when you were 25. Younger than you. The things, I know, but I look younger. So that's like yeah. the biggest key. Right. That's the key. Keep telling yourself that, Baldy. It's my only thing. <laughs> I mean, just what genetically, what am I supposed to do? Like, I was always going to look like Bruce Willis, and here's where I am. I mean, I have hair, just not as thick as I want it to be. You could grow it out, but you're choosing to shave it right now. Uh, it just looks better that way. I just, <laughs> you know, it's either you quit or you get fired. And no, you're just lazy. You don't want to style it. God, no, I'm not a... I don't even want to get on this topic because we have a disagreement about it. <laughs> my, my, young, my, young, my young guy who works here the other day, he's like... Uh, it's like Jeremy, you're not you're not really like the most bougiest dude in Scottsdale. I'm like, no, bro, I'm like the most ghetto dude uh, in Scottsdale. I don't give a shit about any of these things. I can't do hairstyles. Anyways, before you insulted me and it made me feel bad, um, what were we talking? You about? insulted me first, saying I looked older than you. Oh well, you do. But anyways, uh, no, I was saying like when you were 25 to now, like your thought process and your value system has changed. You and probably, I'm going to be honest, with, and I don't know how much you want to talk about this real quick. Uh, in the last week alone, your value system has changed from a year ago to 10 yeah. years ago. You And these are things you always knew, but I... I kept suppressing them too. It's like I always knew what I wanted, I think. I just would get distracted by what everyone else was doing. And I think a lot of people are guilty of that. I mean, depending on what it was. Because from a young age, I there were certain things I knew I wanted to create a life for myself and follow those dreams. And I did do that. I think, yeah, from your 20s to your 30s. And you can kind of veer off the track um, because of the society, the pressures or... What everyone else is doing, you should be doing at that stage of life. And I feel like most people now are having more open conversations about what you truly want. And it might not be what, you know, your friend wants or your family member. It could be completely different. And that's okay. Um, And if your circle influences you to be better, that's awesome. But if it influences you to do things that are against who you naturally are, I think that's a problem. And I do think a lot of that stems from immaturity and not having confidence in who you are as a person, like in what you really want to do. And deep and down, fear. deep down, we all kind of know, mm-hmm. but most people aren't willing to accept it. And I'm a, I'm a knucklehead dude. But the one thing I don't do is I do not get influenced by other people and what they do. It does not matter to me. This is my ride and it's mine alone. And nobody does what I do. Even the people in our circle, like my close friends, we're all kind of crazy but I'm different and I value different things and I like different things. And so if our friends, you know, make a purchase that I wouldn't make, I'm, I'm happy for them, but it doesn't influence me. I'm like, well, so-and-so got a new car. I got to, I don't care. 
-hmm. It doesn't matter to me, but a lot of people are influenced by that. Well, all of my friends are doing this. I'm like, and if that's what you want to do, then do it, but do not do it because they are. Mm -hmm. And that's where people, it's like a self-confidence thing. And I see it all the time. Well, I think where you live matters too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go into a geographical thing here and, and, and generalize because these things go on everywhere. But there is something to be said, like, and Scottsdale is amazing. I love it here. I'm not going to talk shit about it. Like, you have access to everything within two seconds. It's clean. It's beautiful. Overall, the people are super nice. We've met some of the most amazing humans ever here, the most down-to-earth, cool people. But there is a part of it where it's overly, like, flashy. and it's Materialistic. Like a, and yes, and there's that part of it. Competitive. You don't have to be part of that and like from where i'm from it doesn't exist because the same here financially there's people don't have the same Mm -hmm. means and and people don't care about it as much there is something to be said about that but if you can take those kind of values and insert them wherever you go and hold on to them you're gonna it can easily try to change you when you move away to a place that is not like how you grew up yeah you just got to stay true to who you are Mm -hmm. and do the things that value the most to you and my point of this whole long rant was at 25 what I thought was cool is not the same as what I think now and you're the same way your value system at 25 and 35 are completely flipped around like almost like a 180 Mm -hmm. and that's why I tell people just god willing you're going to live a really long life like short of some tragic shit happening like we've gotten pretty good with technology and nutrition and supplements and uh, medical like how we take care of ourselves So don't feel like you have to rush. And we'll talk on this at the end before we go, but you don't have to rush into anything, into a different career, into buying a home, into having kids, into getting married, into whatever. That's what I was going to say. We can talk about it now. I just wanted to say for those of you who might be single or are married, um, just don't feel like you have to be in a rush or feel pressure like you mentioned, being in a relationship or getting married, having kids is a big one for like our age group. Uh, if you're married, just first figure out what you want for yourself. And then once you know what kind of life you want, go out and experience it individually. And then you can find a partner uh, that can complement your life and merge both of your dreams and goals together. And I think that is just so smart. Um, and you have to communicate that up front and throughout your entire relationship. It never stops because you can change like later on in life. Maybe you want to live in a different place or you want to switch careers or um, you want a different house, things like that. But, um, you know, it's it's not always easy. It can be very challenging, but that's how you'll figure out what makes you happy as an individual and as a couple. Um And I hope for just the young girls, if any younger girls are listening, it's just understand that you have so many more opportunities to be the person you want to be in life and just don't hold yourself back. This is for any young person. I mean, I feel like there's just so many different opportunities and ways to go about it that don't try to get stuck in the traditional value system or traditional life stage process. What is young? I know. Now I'm sounding really old when I just was talking. I'm like, I'm not that old, but. No, that's what I've talked about before, how technology has aged us down, where there's people here that are in their 50s. And I don't feel like, I feel like when I was a kid, when you're 50, you're like dead. You know, like, how old's your grandpa? Oh, he's 55, but he looks like he's 97. 
And like we train here on a Sunday and a lot of these dudes here in their fifties and they crush it and they look amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's where you're like, okay, shit. Like you have a really, you know, again, short of some crazy shit, like you're going to, you guys are going to live for decades and decades and decades. Like you have time to figure and things don't out. don't settle. I just try so hard to. Well, especially if it's like you're going to be married. Like, yeah. Dude, like this person, and I've said this to Heather a thousand times. And it's, it's kind of true, but it's not true. I'm like, I'm the only person who can help you. Mm-hmm. Like, on a day-to-day basis, I'm the only person you are going to rely on. So I'm mean, Usually, it's like, you're like, Jeremy, do the dishes, and you're screaming at me. And I'm like, hey. I'm not screaming at you. <laughs> uh, you sometimes get these moods where it's like you change into this other. Heather on the podcast, you guys, is not always Heather <laughs> at home. Cause, but she's mad about something else, usually. Yeah. The point I'm driving at is when we're... We're talking. I'm like, I'm the only person in this foxhole with you. Like, I'm your only teammate. And that's like a true partnership is when you understand that. Like, you are in it together and you have to help each other along the way. And I know you can, like, you get irritated at each other or you do whatever. But at the end of the day, that's your that's your day one, you, dude. You like, should be your best friend. Yeah. Like, without them in your corner, life gets real rough. Like, they're your Batman Robin, dude. Jordan Scotty. Like, they're the person... It's- Go ahead. You trying to cut me off? (laughs) Shaq and and Kobe? How do you want me to do it? (laughs) I'm just saying, like, without that, like, it's really tough if you pick the wrong partner and you're deep into it and you did it at 22 because you thought it was the right thing to do and all of a sudden you're 27 and you're like, shit, this person is like. And that's okay. Like, life isn't perfect. Relationships aren't perfect. And just you got to figure out what makes you happy. You have to love yourself first. Figure that out. And then I feel like then focus on a relationship. Yeah. I'll, do you want to go down the list then? Yeah. We could, we basically compiled a list of 27 tips um, from three different websites, BuzzFeed, Lifehack, and Thrive Global. And the, the first one is actually fall in love with yourself. This makes the most sense. Uh, obviously, don't be a narcissist and like, you know, think you're, you know, Jesus God's and you're, and you're gift a terrible human <laughs> to being. Women. I don't feel like like women do this as much. But I could be wrong. No, this is what we struggle. You're taking it different. It's more about self-love to be happy with who you are. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't think women do this as much. Like I think dudes do this better. Yeah, they do. Because dudes think they're great. Mm-hmm. Even if they suck. They're more confident. They're raised. There's a lot of research that goes into it. Is it testosterone? Is that why? But it's also how you're raised. And we're finally bringing these conversations up and raising our daughters to be more confident at younger ages where typically it's always the boys have that drilled into them at younger ages. And then it's like us younger girls. And then by the time we become women, we're struggling with it because we're like behind. What's crazy because like when you go to a bar setting, right? Like how many times like if you go out with like some girlfriends – a dude comes up to you and he hits on you who has zero chance. Mm-hmm. Like you're already married. They see a ring, which dudes don't give a shit because they're predators. But so bad. a dude who, and no offense, he's just not in the same league as you, right? Like it's the NCAA tournament. Like you're like a one seed, he's a 16. He's just not, there's no chance he's going to hook up with you. But for some reason, he has this unreal belief in himself, which I respect fully that he can hook up with you. I don't, it's pretty fascinating. <laughs> I don't see... W- women don't do that. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's liquid courage. I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Like it just seems it's like I've never done that. And when I when it says fall in love with yourself, I do think there is something you said about making yourself like the best version you can be. Like you do you do all the and a lot of people will say this, I just can't find anybody or you know, dating on the internet is so weird and I'm you know, I, I was done in the game way before that, so I have no idea what that world's like. But I would think if you make yourself the most, you know, mindful the most kind, you know, you work on all the things that you want to work on to make yourself awesome. You're going to attract awesome people one way or another. They're going to find you. And I do think the same thing if you're talking about like social media or something and you want to build a business or you want to be somebody who influences people and helps them and does something. If you're good enough for long enough, people are going to find you. It might not happen overnight, but if you're willing to put in the work consistently on yourself, help yourself and help other people and just be this kind of like, you know, positive aura, like attracts like, it really does. It's why the people come in here to our facility and train because we try to be these kind of people. Like we try to just not be assholes. We try to be helpful, kind, and just show up for others. And I think if you do that as a single person or even in your relationship, your partner will gravitate towards that. Yeah, and I feel like once you truly truly learn to love yourself along the way and you start kind of getting into that flow, it's going to enhance all other aspects of your life well because if you hate yourself mm-hmm. how is it how is anybody else going to really believe in like what you're doing you have to have it's going to be this burden that you carry into everything and a level of self-awareness though mm-hmm. too like don't be the dude who like thinks he can like play in the nfl and he really can't you know what i mean <laughs> be like, realistic just, yeah don't be that guy um but basically, this is relationship advice for your younger self or reminders if you are currently in a relationship. Number two, do not pretend to like certain things like movies, music, and hobbies just because the other person does. You've never pretended. No. Um, <laughs> I might force you to do some of the hobbies that I enjoy. And some of them you actually didn't know you're going to enjoy. Like paddleboarding, for example. I was like... Years ago, I think seven years ago, we got paddle boards because I was really into it and still love it. But n- ever since I introduced it to you... Oh, we did it way before that. We bought them seven yeah, years Yeah, but ago. I had you try first, let's do it on vacations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you started to really enjoy it, and then we bought our own. Well, like, hey, let's go paddle boarding and borrow, borrow. And I'd be like, oh, it <laughs> sucks. It's terrible. I hate this. Like, who? nobody says that. Uh, no, they are fun. And there's things like you can take one for the team. Like I've talked about this before. I've been to how many country music concerts. Yeah. You've been really great about Um, always going for the most part. And now you have friends you can go with. So I've gone to some of your concerts. Um, uh, (laughs) you went to a concert. I go by the guys. I go to concerts by myself. Like, that's how I roll. Because he's weird. I go to movies by myself when you don't give a shit. He's so weird. Well, it's hard sometimes with schedules. Like, to find people. He'll go bowling by himself. I do that. I like that. But again, it's my escapism, though. I know. Heather works from home. So most of the time, it's her and our dog. And there's no other humans around. I'm in here. By the time I'm keying in the door, someone's an inch behind me. So short of podcasting or when I lock everybody out, I'm always around You're talking to people all all day. day long. Every day. But um, the point, don't don't fake it because if you start doing that, you're going to have to fake it your whole life. And you can be honest, but that doesn't mean never do any of the same hobbies or go to a movie maybe 
that you don't really want to go see, you have to compromise. Like we you call, have to learn to we compromise. Call it taking one for the team. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but you shouldn't force somebody to do things consistently that they don't enjoy doing. And and your hope is you're going to convert them. I know, and I struggled with that early in our relationship. You'd be like, "Why don't you like country music? This Why guy, don't you like snowboarding as much as I do?" This guy likes. I'm like, I don't. But in the same note, like you don't want to sit and watch UFC with me. No, but I will sit there on your phone and be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not really. But I don't want to drag you to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to want to go. Yeah. Like, if, hey, I'm going to go see, like, Aaron Lewis, you'd be like, cool. But you've also dropped me off. Like, I remember when I was, like, uh, I went with Allison Peretz. Like, it was, like, Godsmack, Chevelle. It was a huge outdoor concert. Mm-hmm. You dropped me off in Mesa because you're like, I don't want to sit here and deal with this shit. <laughs> but that's – and and, then, and Ben's went with you to, like – Oh, I, Ben and I went to a country concert together. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, I, that's our relationship. I'm not like, oh, she's going to a concert with a dude or I'm dropping him off at a concert with a girl. Like – we enjoy different things in terms of music for sure. But there's a lot of things that we do have a lot of similarities. Like a lot of, we do like a lot of the same music as far as like old school hip hop. And yeah. um, there's definitely movies we we love watching together. And um, But then there's ones we know. Mm-hmm. Like what's the show you just watched on Netflix? Something River? Oh, Virgin River. I would never watch that. I know. Like, you're like, look so at this. Good. I'm like, no, just the name alone. I'm not watching Yeah, this it is more chick flick but, series. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. The point is... But, is, like, Friday Night Lights. We, we like, loved oh, Friday who, Night Lights. Watched it multiple times who together. Love, who doesn't love Friday Night Lights? Or, like, Lights. The Office. Um, but the point is, don't just fake it to make them happy. Because if, mm-hmm. do, if it does get past, like, this first three months eventually the real you is going to come out and you'd be like, Oh, by the way, I was full of shit. I hated country music. I hated snowboarding. I hated paddleboarding. I hate exercising. I just lied because you were into fitness. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to, you definitely have to have some things in common, I think to make a relationship work. So, um, you know, with us loving sports, we'll go play basketball together. We love fitness. There's a lot of things that we do together Together. or appreciate too individually and also separate Mm -hmm. number three ooh, what's this one only sleep with people you actually like and can see a future with Mm. if you're old maybe i mean i definitely think there's a lot of regret um if you mm. it depends on the person do you do people sleep with people they don't really like I, I guess, like you the, hit- I think the issue is, what they're trying to sl- say is, if you don't even know them, and you're just, like, sleeping around, it's probably not the best. No, it's probably fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're, like, 45, and you're doing that, and you're trying to meet someone, eh, probably not so much. I'm old. I'm, dude, I was out of the game for so long. But that makes sense, I guess, for the most part. Number four? Yeah. If someone tells you, they're no good or trouble. Believe them and run the other way. That's pretty basic. That makes sense to me. But do some people try to like change people, mm-hmm. which is really crazy to me. I don't think I think do women do that more than guys. Like I can change him, or do dudes, well, do dudes think that? I think it's more women do it to men. Like you try to convert them or change mm-hmm. them into be like. 
I don't know, but I can or tell you this. Or just keep waiting around, to, hoping, they're praying they're going to change. But I mean, people evolve for sure. But you are who you are in this world. That, that much I know. There's certain things. I'm going to be this way no matter what. Like there's some things that there's a line in the sand and I'm not going to change. I don't know. Like some of that I believe, but some of it's like you can mature though. Like there's things that I used to do that were immature, I'm sure, that I don't do anymore. And the same thing for you. Or like you would be like, wow, I'm not going to do this. I think that does change. But if someone tells you they suck, I would probably just believe them and take it at face value. Number five, don't get involved with someone who has a ton of baggage and that is currently has a ton of drama in their life. Maybe wait till they're in a better place. I think that makes a lot of sense. Most definitely. But everybody has shit, though, right? Sorry, I, keep, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Go crazy, dude. We're not editing this podcast whatsoever. Um, but yeah, if someone has... We all have shit, though, in our life, definitely. But I guess I wouldn't want to focus on someone who has a ton of drama going on. Yeah, I think you just kind of need to obviously communicate what's going on. Be transparent up front. And if there's a lot of drama and a lot of issues that are going on that would take away from if you just started dating that person then maybe wait till they're in a better place to reevaluate if if you should pursue it or not well that's the thing with people too like you don't know someone for so long like it's not like you meet a person and in 30 days you know who they are and I guess you know people that maybe have been divorced and they're around our age trying to date in this environment it would be really tricky because most people are if you're in your mid-30s they either might have a child or you know an ex and so it's not as easy as if you're just like starting to date in your 20s or something like that no this is your I call it their second life Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people here that I know they're on their second life and they seem way happier Mm -hmm. for sure but that'd be tough too imagine Think about that. Like, imagine if you and I were, like, divorced. Would you still want to live in Scottsdale? Like, if... That's a good question. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, Heather, this isn't working out. I suck. You suck. Let's part ways. But I'm still just going to be Jeremy Scott Fitness here. I think it'd be different if I moved here for you. But the... I moved here for myself, and I met you after I had moved here. So... I'm proud of the life I created here. I have no regrets. So I don't think it would. It's hard to answer, but. Because we have so many like. And I have made so many great friends and so many memories here. And I truly love it here. But I would probably just have to go back to the Northwest more often to see. But you would still live here though. I think so. I mean, would I have to. Rip, I don't know. Would I have to rip off all your pictures I off might, the wall? I'm, I actually might move to Hawaii or Southern California because I've always wanted to live by the beach. Even though living here, it's so you plan, close. You plan on stealing some money from me too then? <laughs> because uh, this is sounding real expensive, this new life you're going to live here in uh, Hawaii there. Yeah, well, you asked for it. So. <laughs> I was just curious. I'm like, well, um, I meant it from the standpoint of like if you had a new boyfriend and I had like a new girlfriend. It'd be so weird. It'd and be really had, hard. You had to see that, I'd be like, well, how shredded is he? That's basically what I care about. I'm like, is he in good shape? Because if he's not, then I'm like, 
I'd want to meet him. But oh I can't. my gosh. Nice to meet you, buddy. Kind of flex on him a little bit. That's what Dave, you remember Dave would always say that? Yeah. Like, I don't, we can go off topic. I don't want to go too crazy. That will never happen, but I was just curious. <laughs> the point is, if someone's got a lot of shit, it would be hard to see them with, like, your husband or wife with someone else. It would be crazy. Like, and I feel for everybody that has to go through that, because that has to be, terrible. I don't know if it really ever gets easy. I mean, if, it, easier a little bit, but still very difficult too. I think you move, like you move on and mm-hmm. you're happy and, and you're happy for them. The difference now is because we do have the internet. Mm-hmm. So you can like research people or you can, you can see, check up on you them. You can see their Instagram, yeah. their Facebook. That's or, not healthy. Don't do that. Or their podcast, like you're creeping on them and stuff. And you accidentally like, like a photo from like four years ago and you I've see it I've done that. Up. Like liked old guys i've dated on accident like when i've looked out their stuff and i'm like what is wrong with you (laughs) no like liked a photo or something like oh crap (laughs) like unlike it really quick why the question is why are we scrolling through old dudes it wasn't recently i'm talking about like so last night heather was up late (laughs) looking at some dudes she dated in 2003 just reminiscing (laughs) about the good old days it's a little rocky here guys so this might be the last podcast (laughs) Number six, don't spend your life looking for the right person. Make You're yourself. You're the one that just asked me if we got divorced, if I'd still live here. Well, I was just curious if I had to like dodge <laughs> you when I go places or I could bring this new girl in here. She could be the new Heather and I could introduce her around. It'd be, okay, next one. It'd be tough. I'd have to delete so many photos. It just would be it's too, oh. you're too... You're too deep in the game with me at this point. I'm screwed. What was, what was I saying? Don't spend your life looking for the right person. Make yourself the right person. I think that's what we've talked we've about. We've already that. touched on that. I do think that's crucial, though. Uh, number seven, be honest with yourself about what you're feeling and then be honest with everyone else. This is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do this. I do this, I think, pretty well. You do. I've um, gotten better. Well, um, what? You have gotten better, but you do this thing. I think females do this more than dudes. I'm like, hey, Heather, what's wrong? Nothing. And like, I already know. Yeah. And I'm ask, and I wouldn't ask, like, I don't know if you think I'm that stupid, but I wouldn't ask it if I didn't, if I couldn't tell by the way your face is and your breathing and your walking that something is bothering you. Mm-hmm. And then I have to ask nine more times and then we pry it up. But usually it's something that's not like super, super important. But it, but it's something usually when I do that, it's something that we've already discussed or you've, you know, coached me or been supportive on. And then I'm bringing it up again. But I'm like, in my head, I don't want to bring it up to you again because I feel like it's been a pattern. So then I try to just hold it inside. But then it changes you. Your physiology changes. Your face changes. I think it's also is for women. It's like the emotional time of the month that has a lot to do with it. I feel like I do it a lot during that week. Um, Because what's the phrase? I'd be like, is everything good? I'm okay. And then you're kind of like. And then all of a sudden my eyes start uh, to. Here we go. Get teary. Wind it up. Yeah. But it's like if you just are transparent, Mm -hmm. it's just easier. And I try to. just deal with it now instead of letting it fester. Or if like if you do something that I don't like or I do something you don't like, say, hey, when you do this, it makes me feel like you don't value whatever. Or when you do this, it makes me feel like you don't give a shit. Like just being transparent, I think, is and having an open line of communication about most things is ideal. And tell someone what's going on. Like, hey. 
I'm personally, I feel like I'm in a rut. I feel like I'm sad. I feel like this sucks. I feel like I'm happy. You share the wins and the losses because one person, how do I describe a story? I've had, I'm old now. So I've had all these conversations with friends where their lives are, are different. And I've sat across from them. And they're like, Hey man, you know, how's it going? And if they ask me first, I'll just ramble on about like how awesome life is. And I'm being awesome. And then they're like, Oh, I'm getting a divorce. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude, I wish you wouldn't have, I wish you had told me that first. I wouldn't have said my life was so great. I could have downplayed it a little bit. But the point is, is like there's this honesty you have to have with each other because one partner might be thriving and they feel great and the other one's sad and miserable, but they don't know because they're not having that dialogue. And I think you have to be honest with your feelings and theirs and you have to find some kind of, you know, place in the middle where you can match. And a lot of people will just mask those things and they'll hide that shit super deep down. So I do think transparency is key. And I think that will always be a part of a relationship, a long-term relationship, it's always going to be something that you have to address. It's not like this one-time thing. Well, I think it's okay to tell, again, Mm -hmm. I don't know everybody's relationship. This is just us. I'm like, Hey, Heather, you suck at this dude. Like you got to be better. Yeah. And and you do the same thing to me. Like Jeremy, you're terrible at this. I'm like, yeah, you're the worst. I know. Like (laughs) I know I'm not trying to be like, I'm awesome at, no, I'm terrible. But that's where you just have a conversation with each other and know your skill set. And there's things we don't ask of each other anymore because we know. Yeah. We're not equipped for it. Number nine, don't fall into guilt traps. Stop trying to heal everyone. Or please everyone. Yeah. I surely don't do that. Yeah, that's... I feel like we're bagging on the females, but it's hard being a female sometimes. And I think a lot of women are guilty of trying to people please and... um it, it just isn't a healthy relationship with yourself and then it can cause issues with the person you're with if you're constantly trying to put others first all the time and neglecting yourself um don't fall into guilt traps well i do think women are and i want to generalize here and there's always outliers so people who want to send me a message and be like well jeremy said this like I don't speak in absolutes. I'm giving you generalizations of how I've lived my life for damn near 40 years and what I've seen. But women tend to give a shit more than dudes about everything. Mm-hmm. They tend to just care more. They tend to be more in touch emotionally than dudes are because dudes are kind of like emotionally regressed in a lot of ways or they bury shit and they don't share as much. Would it, which helps us because it actually makes us healthier by being more open with our feelings. Well, and I think the more transparent you can be and the more vulnerable you can be in an open book you can be, it's a, it's a sign of like how strong of a person you are. It's the people who can never admit things, can never admit they're wrong, can never share anything. Those walls you build up to protect you, they imprison you. And it really, it creates this negative shitstorm in your body. So I do think women suffer from this worse because they do take on everyone's issues, especially if it's like the mom. If you have kids, well, I... I make sure the husband has got his, all his stuff for work ready. And then I make sure the kids are all set. And then I make sure, oh, you know, grandma and grandpa are set here. And I make sure the house is this. And I make sure this is... And then all of a sudden, the woman has like no energy left for herself. Mm-hmm. And we see that, I do see a lot here, and I'm going to say in it's fitness. It's scary for someone that is not um, a mom yet. That is like one of my biggest fears. <laughs> well, you just can't, you got to, I've said this before, and I'm not, a, I'm not a mom, I'm not a woman, I can't give you guys advice. But what I can do is tell you the same things I've seen from like the thousands of women who have came here. Historically, this business has been a majority of women. That's the biggest number of people we have served over the years. The percentage is not even close. We do have more dudes now, but it's still 
women dominated overall. And I see these women come in here, typically their moms. A lot of them have had careers or still have careers, and they have kids. And the ones who seem the happiest are the ones who put their masks on first. Mm-hmm. They do the things they have to do for themselves, and then they still crush it at their job, and they still crush it as a mom, and then they're a great wife too. But what they, some of them, for a long period of time, never exercised because they did everything for their family. And now they're playing catch up, trying they, to figure out what that looks like for them now. You know, they were the taxi driver mm-hmm. for everyone. They organized everything for the husband. They took care of the home all the time. They made sure the kids got to do everything, and they had so little time left for themselves. And then they would feel guilty if they went and exercised, or they feel guilty if they like, you know, went on a vacation. And you you can't do that. You do you really do have to take care of yourself first. And I'm not saying dudes aren't guilty of this, but dudes will do it like for career. Like they'll give up sacrifice, yeah. To do that and then not exercise, not eat right, and then they suffer for it. I'm here to tell you guys, if you took a step back from those things and took five percent off of all the things you're doing and put that into your own physical fitness your own sleep your own mental escapism your own nutrition you would be a much happier healthier person and i think everybody around you is going to benefit from it as well i agree well said number nine love is real i feel like it's legit like it's a real thing if you maybe have been jaded by it thinking True love is really not out there for me, for me, for you. Um, it does exist. And just, I guess, have hope and believe and just continue working on yourself and you will find it. I mean, I don't think how people could say it's not. Like, look at your dog. Like, do you not love your, do you not love your dog? Like, think how crazy that feels. I mean, that's how I, I mean, I'm a dog that's the person. best feeling. I look at my and dog. I'm sure and- when you have a baby, it's like. I'm sure it's like 100% time, times 100. more. Yeah. But you look at your dog and I'm like, look at that thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I literally will go to Heather and I'm like, look at our dog. And our dog's not doing anything. He but, never had a dog growing up. But laying so. on the ground. Oh, no. I love this dog like more than basically. No, I'm person. obsessed too. It was my first dog outside it, of a family dog. But it is real. And I don't think, I'm not the love at first sight kind of person. Like I don't, you know, uh, subscribe to a lot of that stuff. I think Soulmate? that. Soulmate? What do you believe? Is that a list? Is that Am on, I your soulmate? Is that on here? <laughs> it's not. Um, here's my take on it. And I talked with, who did I have this conversation with? Maybe it was like Jay Baroni or Sue or somebody. I was saying, you know what? Like, obviously I'm happy with you. And I'm married. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> I'm, well, today I am. <laughs> Last Wednesday, not so much. Maybe ask him tomorrow. Yeah, just a, it's really, it's touch and go, you guys. It's day to day here with her. But the point I'm driving at is like, I don't know if if you were to die, like drop dead tomorrow, <laughs> could I ever meet somebody else? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. 100%. And I would want you to be happy and in love again, but they're just never going to compare to this. <laughs> well, you know what? In one way, you're, you're, you're right in the fact of... There's sure- only one you like you you are uniquely you but i mean like the timing of it right Mm -hmm. like let's say like heather is not here tomorrow and i meet some other super hot supermodel chick the next week oh so now you're gonna date a supermodel after me i mean well you look almost like one so i need to be on the same level way to way to smooth that one over i'm trying to even out from my (laughs) you look older than me comment earlier you're kind of going downhill yeah 
So anyways, like if I meet someone new, they would meet me at this point in my life though. Like where I'm already this person, you know? Your like, hair's, you're losing your hair. and <laughs> True. Still shredded though. Um, have way more money. Like I'm a real person. When you met me, like I was like a complete, you know, piece of shit. So there's, there's, you can't really replicate that. You were a good person. You treated me. Yeah, but just like, like, but okay, imagine this. You were just kind of lost. Hey ladies. Like we all are at that age. Women out there. Imagine you meet a guy who looks like me, but he has a negative net worth. He has no job. He has no money and he has no clue what he wants to do. And I'm like, sign me up. Does that sound like a life partner to you? (laughs) Uh, No. Sounds like a dude you hook up with because he was fit and you keep it moving. And I'm like, here's my number. Yes. I'm going to Taco Bell. Um, call me tomorrow. Clearly, I had really high expectations for myself. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't meet a person at that time in my life. So how do you know if it's if the, if the it's as real, right? Like, I, that's why I say, like, the people you've been friends with, like, before you were the person now, they're your real friends. Mm-hmm. The people who are with you, like, before you had money, before you were, like, you had a career, before you were this evolved human, like, that's how you know it's real. Like, cause they were with you before all this stuff and they rode with you and they're part of your journey that made you this. So no, I don't believe in like a soulmate. Cause I think I could be happy if I never met you, I could be happy with someone else. If you never met me, I think you could be happy with someone else. I don't think it would be this level of happiness. I don't think this would exist. There wouldn't be a Jeremy Scott fitness. And I, and even if it did, it wouldn't be the way that it is. And what you do the places you've traveled, the things you've been, the people you've met, never would have happened either. Mm-hmm. I, th- I do believe in timing. I just feel like maybe it's just my belief that God has a plan for you. And that was like our situation. Well, of all the places and all the things, I just do, I think, I don't know what you call it, if it's luck or what, but like for me to meet you in a bar of all fucking places, which like I never go to bars. Like You did back in that time though. Yeah, but like maybe once a week Mm -hmm. for a super small but it wasn't my thing though yeah i wasn't like out you know i was never the dude who's gonna go talk to chicks like that's not who i am you're like just come talk to me clearly like you see but i did not do that you see the goods you see what i'm offering you want some of this yeah but i I wouldn't do that right so to, to meet you and then to do this and have it work out the way that it has and the timing is real so I do think love is real. I'm not a believer in soulmates. I don't believe that there's just one person for each person. <clears throat> I think if you're a good person, you're going to attract other good people. But there is a synergy to meeting somebody who compliments you and challenges you all at the same time. I agree. And also just like the timing of your own season of life that you're in, I think that um, can kind of make or break moving forward if your relationship is going to progress or not. Well, think, like, if you met me when I was 16, 17, mm-hmm. this wouldn't happen. Yeah. I just was a savage, and I was too immature and too self-centered. It just wouldn't be. But this goes into number 10. It's different for everyone. Don't compare. Because, again, everybody's relationship, everyone individually, and how you want your life to be, there's just not one way to do go about it. There's not one right answer. God, no. Like, mm-hmm. the way we talk to each other. If we could record our conversations, you really at, would not want to hear it at home and play it. You'd be like, "Are you? What are you guys? Twelve? Like it's yeah, it's really immature. We're so immature and gross. But that's but that's who we are in like it just a dorky immature way. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but that's what we that's who we are though. And when and if you see it from the outside or you watch us, you're like, oh, 
you know, they look happy, they look whatever. Yeah, we are. I go, but we also have our own issues. And, and we've gone through our ups and downs and we will continue to do so. That's being in a relationship. And like in the amount of shit I put up with from her and the amount of shit she puts up with, with me is probably similar to how you guys do it, but also completely different. Mm-hmm. And our lifestyle is so different. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I always say to the, like the young kid, Alec, who works here and or Jacob and anybody who's worked here. I'm like, it's all of us. And I talked about this the other day, the amount of success, like if that's what you want to call it, however you guys gauge success, if it's, you know, influence and money and helping people and whatever, however you measure, it's fine. But to a certain extent, my little fitness circle, we've all been what I would consider successful because we've helped a shit ton of people. And when I look at all of us individually, like, and this is my close circle, if it's me, BJ Gador, uh, if it's Hannah, uh, if it's Lexia, all of us have had people like to help us along the way. You know what I mean? Like a partner, like who is at least, if nothing else, like backed everything we've done. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't think a lot of people get like. Naomi dies for BJ to do what he does. Mm-hmm. Paulo is on board with anything Hannah does. You are responsible for so many things that go on here that people don't understand. And that's why you can't compare relationships because I don't know if you can find that in everybody. And mm-hmm. that's tough to do. Hopefully you do because I couldn't do this shit if you weren't the way you were. Like this would not exist. You know that, but I don't, a lot of people listening. Thank you. I don't think I understand that. We're like, oh, well, and I do do it all. If I die tomorrow, Jeremy Scott Fitness folds like a lawn chair. Heather's not going to keep it going. It's over, you know, but without her, I'm not this person. And so when you look at other relationships, you can see what they do, but you, you can't compare because each one is so individually different of like how they do work between one another. Yeah. Number 11. An individual's physical appearance doesn't amount to much. Yeah, physical. I mean, you need physical attraction, but it's not everything, obviously. Like personality and really what makes your relationship grow and be exciting isn't just all about what you look like. Well, it's important well, to be attracted and have chemistry, but yes. Um, what, Jeremy? What are you trying to say? I don't want to sound shallow here, but, but you are. I'm going to because if you do not look like you look, you and I would not be married today. I just told you that it's important, but it's not if everything. You had met me, and I was 300 pounds. Okay, see now you're doing you extremes, not, uh, and the, I didn't talk about extremes. It's not everything, but you got to get excited. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be attracted to the person. Mm -hmm. But, and I do say that it's not just the physical appearance because I met, and you know, too, you've dated people. I've dated people. Beautiful people people can be very ugly Oh God, dude. Sometimes the worst ever. There's, and that's why I always say. uh, There's something to be said about being beautiful inside and out. Well, this is me. And again, I'm not judging anyone. I want everyone to be happy doing what they do. I couldn't imagine now, and the physical appearance does matter to me, obviously. Like, I want to be attracted to someone if I'm going to have sex with them. It's common sense. And, you know, I don't really care, and this might sound weird, I'm a fitness person, and I, way, way back in the day, I'm like, I could be with someone who doesn't exercise that much. I couldn't do it. It would drive me fucking nuts. It would drive me nuts. Um, But I don't need someone to do what I do. I don't need someone to exercise in a gym every day. I just want someone who physically values health and wants to be active. Now, you just happen to be you know, ridiculously attractive and you like fitness. So it's an easy mix, but it's so much more than that. Cause good person. I would hope well, that that's, you would say, well, that's what I'm saying though. Like 
I, I, and again, when we go out here to places, and Scottsdale, like a lot of other places, is different. You might see a, let me put this politely, like an, an older gentleman who's not super attractive with a very, very attractive, super young girl. That's so gross. That I'm not judging. I'm, I'm happy. I am. I'm happy. For, I'm, I'm happy. For, I'm happy for everybody. I will everybody. always judge that. I'm happy for everyone. I don't know the dynamic. Maybe there is a connection, but I just know for me, as an inch closer to forty, if I was to have a conversation with like a 22 year old, I'm not saying they can't be way smarter than me, but like I'm just at a different stage in life, and my value system, I'm sure, is completely different than theirs is, and my life experience is different. And the reason I bring that up is because it's not just if a, if a person is physically attractive, can we vibe on a lot of life things? Can li- you connect yes. in certain areas? And I like that you're around the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Like we're very close. We grew up watching all the same stuff. Yeah. Listening to all the same music. We can share a lot of the same experiences, even though we lived, you know, a, basically a world apart. What you watched as a kid at 11 was the same thing I watched as a kid yeah. at 12. You know what I mean? And so... The physical appearance matters, but there's so much more to that, you guys. And so obviously attraction is real, but it has to cut way deeper than that if this is going to be like your ride or die person for multiple decades. I agree. Every relationship is unique. We mentioned that. Number 13. You can't be deserving of love if you do not love yourself. We already talked about that one. Number 14. Always learn to reveal who you really are. That kind of goes along with the one of talking about being honest first with yourself. When do you do that though? Mm-hmm. When do you fart in front of somebody? What date is that? Cause that's the real you, the you who's just sitting next to you. You're watching Netflix and just, just ripping them. It took Sorry. you probably month two. When did you fart first? And that's what I want to know. I don't remember. Cause I don't know, man. Uh, it's, that's when it becomes real. Not when the dude farts, when the woman farts in front of you. <laughs> Although interesting, um, fun fact here, BJ and Naomi have never farted in front of each other. I feel like Do I have another remember? friend that. Remember when they said that to us? Yes. And I was like, wow, how is that even possible? And they've been together since college. That's, they're lying. <laughs> I, 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 I've known BJ as a lot of things. I don't think he lies. But I also don't know how that's like physically possible. Sometimes you just can't control it. Like I don't understand. All I ask is when you fart in front of me, just warn me. Just yeah, say, I hey, know. incoming. And then uh, we know we can move forward. But I do think that's the level. And I know this is getting real mature, this conversation. Um, I don't know when you, you tell people your real story. Because it's hard, right? Like when if you meet someone and it's brand new. Like the first month I'm with you, I'm not going to tell you all my shit. Yeah. Here's all the things I've been through. Here's my family stuff. Here's my personal tragedies. And the same thing for you. That has, it, you, you have, have to, to build this trust. And once you're both comfortable with the level of trust that you feel is being shared. Then you can, you can just keep adding on to it. Yeah. Gradually. I think, I think when someone's, when. Oh no, we've been together for so long. I'm like, I don't even remember. No. 13, 12 years ago, how we. We have no boundaries. I mean, definitely when we first moved in together, that's when you really start to become even closer and you're almost forced to share everything because now you're together 24-7, basically. 
Yeah, and you have well, you've like shared common goals, and you're just kind of authentically you. And I'm not telling people what to do. We did everything backwards, and I've talked about this on other relationship podcasts we've done. I do think there's something to be said, and I know if you have a certain religious belief or, you know, this is going to go against the grain. I'm a fan of, you know, living with somebody before you marry them. And I know a lot of people will disagree and be like, well, that's not what the Bible says. And that's not, I get it, dude, you do you. But it's really tough, man, if you've never lived with a human ever in your life. And all of a sudden, one day you're married and they move in and you learn 17 things about them that are just the worst and you're like I had no idea this was what you did and this is how you live and they're just a level of closeness you get and then you can evaluate from there and then there's transparency in being in a room with somebody or being in a home with somebody 24 7 365 and then no like do they poop with the door open things like that like you know like what's the level of comfort like what do people do pee with the door open why are you looking at me well, yeah, God, sometimes, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> Dude, I've seen you at your worst. Let's move on. And you've seen me at my worst, so, like, oh, man. Like, I just, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, all the times, like, we were young and, like, drinking too much and, like, puking and just, like, or that photo, it popped up on my, um, I sent it to you and Dave from the Nopturney. It's, you're at the table. This table is full of drinks. And Dave is getting up, and he looks like he's about to poop his pants. And then I'm in the background. My face you is look so silent. so sunburned, and I'm just like staring. Your off head in space. is down, and oh it looks God. like you're about ready to just pass out. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there watching you too. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so that's how you know. And the other thing I'll say before we move on, we got to wrap this up quick. Um, I would say if you're gonna, you should travel with people. If you're gonna marry somebody or be with them, you should travel with them somewhere far. Um, you know, if you can, once like the pandemic shit's done out of the country, it'd be ideal or to somewhere like Hawaii or somewhere that is way away from where you are. And it's a, it's a more difficult commute because you do learn a lot about people when luggage gets lost, planes get delayed, things get lost in translation. You, st- you start to see people for who they are. And I always have said this, you're not marrying the person you met on the first date. You're not marrying the person that's meeting your family for the first time. You're not marrying the person who's on vacation with their girlfriends having a blast on Instagram. You're marrying this person who can is, help you get through life's challenges and problem solving. And and the person that is, you know, pissed off, hot, hangry, and mad on a Tuesday who's just freaking out for no reason. That's who you're marrying. So the person at their worst can you handle them when they're going through like some of their worst times? Because that's the person you're connected to. And can they do the same thing for you? I want to get away from the highlight reels and be like, you know, do I want to be with this person every Thursday? Not just on vacation, but do I want to be with them in real life? Because real life, you guys, is is way more of a chunk of time than, you know, just your, your week in Hawaii. Your date nights, yeah. Which we haven't had a date night in a while. <laughs> We're saving it for some upcoming trips, but um, the most, oh, five, the five love languages are so helpful. So if you don't know what your love language is, there's a book on it, but you can also do some tests online. If you just Google the five love, love languages, which are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. I'm words of affirmation. Good yours, job. Good job on the podcast, Heather. Yours 
acts of service. Yes. I do think that matters. Um, you're, well, you're welcome for helping you with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not like, I don't believe in a lot of these books and things, but when you can understand like what other people value, it's easier for you to reciprocate and for them to do the same thing for you. Because I look at it like, what would make your life easier or what would make you happier? That's kind of how I look at most things. And by you doing things that alleviate time for me, it makes our relationship much smoother. Mm-hmm. Number 16, be willing to be the giver in every relationship. So don't always expect to be the receiver. You need to truly give. And I think this is a huge one for a lot of people. You're actually really good about being the giver. Um, we, we all do both. Yeah, we, we, we do both, but it's constantly reminding that if you give more in the relationship, like you, you both need to be doing that to make it work. Yeah. If you're the person and I feel like dudes are worse mm -hmm. again than women, like dudes take more than they give sometimes. And not always, I'm not trying to bag on dudes because I try to give a ton. I try to do everything 5149. And this is for everybody, not just Heather, but for any of you listening, anybody who comes in here, anybody who buys any of our shit, I try to give 51 and take 49. So I always try to give more value than I take from everybody. I try to be a fountain for everyone, not a drain. And I'm okay with that percentage. I can't be a 90-10. I can't give 90% and take 10%. That doesn't work. Like at some point you got to fill your cup back up, but I can kind of operate on that 51-49. And that's not every day. Like sometimes Heather will do... 90% and I'll do 10%. And some days I'll do 90% and she'll do 10%. But overall, I try to give way more than I take from everyone. And I feel better that way. That's my personality type. I get value from that. But well, it will all come back to you. But I don't give so much to where I'm tapped out. Right. I don't give so much to, to where like, I'm You have to set a boundary. Screwed. Yes. No one can complete you. Only you can do that. What we mentioned before. Like you really got to focus on who you are, what you want. Take that, Jerry Maguire. Uh, I believe, I'm going to really quick. If you're out there looking like, oh, well, as soon as I find someone, then it will be cool. Nah, dude. You got to be cool before. Like, you got to be, you got to be happy and you have to have some level of fulfillment. Nobody's going to come give that to you. No one's going to fix you. And people are attracted to people who have their shit together, for lack of a better term. And not all of it. We're all complete train wrecks, really, really deep down. But overall, like, I don't want to meet someone who is looking for me to take care of them. I don't want to meet someone who's looking for me to be their savior and be their coach. Like, that's not what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. I want a partner who, who I, yeah, I can help you. Have but, a mature relationship with. But you can help me too. That's key. Attachment is not love. I don't even know what that means. I think that's more about, is that like codependency when you're really dependent on somebody? I do, th I do think there's a lot of that that goes on, especially... And you're kind of in it just to... So you're not alone? Yeah. And there's people who, again, I can't... But you're not really in love. You're just, like, comfortable. Well, it's familiar. It's what you're used to, and you're probably so scared of the other side. There is people that I've talked to for years who have asked me a lot of advice that I am not qualified to give answers for. <laughs> They'll be like, Jeremy, should I get a divorce? I'm like, dude, I'm not... I'm just here to teach you bear crawls today. Um, and ride the assault bike. I'm not equipped to tell you to leave your husband or wife. But I do think some of these people who maybe stayed in relationships for kids and did different things, they feel like 
they're doing it for the family, they're doing it for the team, or they're just, maybe their kids are gone now and they're still putting up with the shit because they're just attached to this person. And the fear of leaving and being alone outweighs, you know, the, the current state that they're living in. I guess that's kind of how I understand it anyway. Yeah. But I'm not going to, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that. At least the person that I am today, I can't speak for me in, in 20 years, but I'm not going to stay with you if, if I can't, if I don't mm-hmm. love you and I, I can't stand you anymore. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, be be at the place where you're okay with being alone. You don't have to be with someone else to be happy. I think that's really important. Your relationship is a, a reflection on you. That's a good one. That's true. I believe that. If you're, it's hard too because sometimes people are stuck with. Mm-hmm. We met a lot. We know a lot of people like that are really good people that. It's like <sighs> they've made some bad choices not balanced not an equal partnership and in any sense of the word yeah or they're just like it's hard i don't know anybody who's out there listening you've all had this where it depends and that's why i talk about levels of friends right like you have a certain level of friend you can tell anything to and say anything to and then you have these other levels of friends where you can't and you know your friend is a really good person and they're marrying someone who sucks but you're not that close to tell them, hey, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if it's my best friends, I'd be like, hey, dude, I, this isn't for you, man. Like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I want you to be happy, but I don't think this is the right life choice. And I know that's a tough position for people to be in. But we have had friends where I'm, like, two levels away removed. Like, we're friends with them, but I'm not super close to be like, hey, this is a terrible life choice. And then they go on to get married, and then they're divorced because it didn't work. And I'm like, well. Could have called that one, but who am I to step in there, right? Yeah. And say those things. But I do think your relationship is a reflection of, of who you guys are together, but sometimes you, you have these opposing forces. But if you're both good people, you're both happy people, you're both productive, you want to be successful, I think what you portray to the world, whether you try to or not, is just a reflection of who you guys are. That's why I think social media is that when you see people who are just complete fuck faces and they're negative. That's just a reflection of who they are and what they're putting out. And when people are overly negative and toxic, that it's transparent. It doesn't take people a lot to see that. Number 20, vulnerability is the key to deep connection. I agree. It's like a foundation, I feel like, of a relationship with trust and loyalty and just completely being honest with each other. Uh, and it's hard too. Like I get it. If you, again, I've never been, it's hard in the very beginning of a relationship, but when I've never been married and been divorced. Right. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't imagine how you go through that process. Like you stand up there in front of your friends and family. You're like, I love this person. It's going to be forever. They're great. And everything's awesome. And then all of a sudden it just goes completely sideways. And how do you re up and do that again? Yeah. And feel like, and not have some kind of lack of a better term like ptsd from it right Mm -hmm. trauma well it is trauma and like how do you go about being an open book again when especially if like you were married and then your husband cheats on you or your wife cheats on you that's another trauma (laughs) but how do you go about being the next person and think like well is this person gonna fuck me over too like it'd be really trust is shattered at that point it's tough but then you have to like rebuild yourself the phrase do they have a phrase on here already? That's super. It's it's coming up. I don't want to say it on this this point. I'll go to the next one. But when you're when you are vulnerable, in my opinion, and when you can be transparent, when you can be an open book, 
there's a level of strength there that most people will never tap into. Mm-hmm. Like when you can authentically be yourself and for what it's worth, like this podcast obviously is to help you guys. I don't need to come on here and, and hear myself talk. And hopefully these do bring you a certain, you know, number of value points, I guess, in your life. But there's something cathartic about it, to be honest and be like, hey, I suck at this. I'm terrible at this. Here are some of my life problems. Here's what I've done wrong. Yeah, it's helpful for us. Because there's vulnerability in that. Be like, hey, guys, I'm not perfect. I'm a fuck up. I'm an idiot. I do things just like you do. And, and a lot of times way dumber and I've way, way, made more mistakes. And I've done really shitty things in my life too. But there's there's a certain level of like strength that's in that. And if you're going to be with somebody and be close to them, you, you kind of have to be, you know, as open as humanly possible if you want to really have a bond with them, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we need to normalize like what the holistic psychologist was mentioning we need to normalize that relationships are hard work (laughs) they're not they're not ever going to be perfect and but nothing is right number 21 yeah you're your own person before you are a partner yeah I think just don't ever lose sight of that and I think especially when you become parents I can see that would be so difficult um but always remember you are you first and then you are a partner and then if you're a parent. And then you guys were always that before parents. Mm-hmm. Like you were like I say that when I look at even my own parents and you know were they perfect? No. No parents are. They did the best they could with what they knew. They were kids having kids. That was the era. And I look at them I'm like well they're just people though. Mm-hmm. They're just people like me. Like my dad is is just a dude like me. He's just older. My mom is just a lady. She's just like me, but she's older. Like you're just individual humans. And then your your partners together. I do see this here, where there's a there's an like an alpha in the relationship. So there's a dominant person. Not always the man. A lot of times it can be the woman. But then that person who's not the alpha gravitates towards that person, and they lose their own identity. Like. If I go by careers, so-and-so is a doctor. And then, you know, the husband doesn't work anymore because the wife's a doctor. Or the husband's an attorney, and then, like, the wife doesn't work anymore because the husband's an attorney, and then they just stay home and do whatever. And uh, that that's fine if that's the agreement. But sometimes that person who no longer works starts to lose some of their identity. Right. And they lose some of their interests, and they're only gravitating towards the person who's like the alpha, and they dictate everything they do, everything they watch, every place they go, all the things that go on, and they lose sight of like, well, before I was married, I used to do this, this, and this, and now I don't anymore because he doesn't want to do it or she doesn't want to do it, and you can never do that. You always got to stay true to who you are and do the things that bring you happiness and you can do some of those with your partner, but they need to be done individually as well if you guys are going to be truly happy. And that's something that we've, I think, figured out early on. And I was very transparent about, so were you. But I have to have my freedom and I have to have my alone time or the opportunity to go do kind of whatever I want to do. Um, because without that, it's just, it's not healthy for me and I would not be happy. Well, no, and I don't want you to feel like you can't do stuff because of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never, like, cause sometimes you'll talk shit. Um, I will? Yeah. You'll say things, Heather sometimes will say things that are not true to make me mad. Um, you'll be and like, I don't want to be the reason, like, I hold, I hold you back. 
Yeah, because sometimes you'll say things that aren't true to like rile me up. Yeah. And I do the same thing to you. Like we we mess with each other. But the point I'm driving at is like, like because the one day you were like, well, I'm doing this and you're holding me back. I'm like, I'm holding you back. Really, Heather? <laughs> I'm, I'm held. And I list off a hundred things that you've done. And I'm like, what other person do you know, like does all this stuff? I go, you leave for three days and I don't even know where you are sometimes. I'm like... <laughs> I don't like, and people are like, where's Heather? I'm like, I don't know. Is she in San Diego or somewhere? I'm like, she'll text me tomorrow or the next day. I don't fucking know. Like, but we don't call each other every day when we're gone. You'll text me and be like, oh, or I'll like, you know how I know sometimes? I'll look at her Instagram story. I'm like, oh, she's out doing whatever. Cool. And now I know that's how I can track her. Otherwise, I don't know. My oh, point is, is. You don't need to track me. No, because I don't, because <laughs> I don't care though, right? Because I want you to be your own person. I yeah. want you to be able to go do whatever. I'm a free spirit and I've always been that way and and I wouldn't want you not to be that mm-hmm. just to fit my lifestyle and and do all these things just to benefit me I want you to do you I want me to do me and then then we have the things we do together yeah and, and I love the things that we do together too because if you if I went somewhere but I think it's so healthy for both of us to just have alone time though or like guys nights girls trips like you have to make it a priority if that's what makes you happy because we don't like call and check in Mm-mm. we don't do that I have no interest. If you go out with your friends here in Old Town and like live it up like you're 22, I know you'll come in late and probably wake me up or I'll you'll tell you all the stories. You'll tell me the story next day. We met this guy. He was married. He was hitting on us. He was from like Nebraska. I'm like, okay, super cool. Um, I got to go to sleep. Talk to you tomorrow. Like, but that's who we are. And I think I'm not saying do that if that's not your relationship i'm like that's ours and i don't give a shit but i do think that's healthy to do just like let them be who they are because i trust you and you trust me yeah. it's like if i go to minneapolis you're like where are you at i'm like who cares call me right when you get there i'm like i could that's not like if if i was in a space where like i felt like i had to do that i uh, we should leave each other a long time yeah ago. uh we're just a lot alike in that way so i guess we respect it about each other well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. And have. we know that trust and loyalty is like, really, I think our top pillars of our, oh, dude. what we value the most. So it's, um, we have that understanding and that I guess we don't ever have to worry because we know how, how much importance we, we put on those. Well, can you like, again, like for me, your word is everything. It's mm-hmm. who you are without it. You're shit. And I'm not knocking anybody, but your word is who you are. If you say something, you're going to follow through Mm -hmm. and do it. If there's one thing I do, do. If I say something, I'm going to do it. You're really good. And if I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this by this date, I will follow through and I'm not going to waver from it. I know. And that's who we are as people. Because if you can't trust that from me, then what is there? And if I can't trust you and you can't trust me, I never would. How do you have a relationship? I never would have married you. If I was like, oh, well, maybe she'll do. That just seems like a, a really... I couldn't, the anxiety alone would kill me. Yeah. There's just no way. Um, 22, boundaries help enhance love, walls lock love inside. It's, I mean, I talked about before, mm-hmm. the phrase I always use is, and we all do this for certain things. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Heather is, so are all of you guys, whether you realize it or not. The walls you build up to protect you in your life, they also imprison you from other things. And I'm not saying you can just be an open floodgate for everything and and you can't take on everybody's problems and you can't have empathy for everyone because if you sit and watch all the things in the world all day you would just sit and cry and be sad and depressed so there is a filter that has to be there but not for the people closest to you you do have to let them in 
if you really want to build a relationship. The reason why my best friend hit my best friend is because we talk about everything. And I've known him for, you know, 30 years. The reason Heather and I have the relationship we do is because we talk about everything. I don't lie to her. I don't, like, hold in truth. She might ask me a story, be like, how's the weekend? But good. Like, I'll answer like a dude does. But I'm not, like, withholding information. And we have these in-depth conversations. But if you're always walled up to not let people in, yeah, that protects you from getting hurt. But it also imprisons you from growing and learning and actually making real connections in your life. And if you're doing that, eventually it's going to be a really, really lonely place to be. Conflict resolution is critical. Like we've always mentioned, we just try to hash it out if something's bothering us and get it taken care of. Don't go to bed angry at each other and just be able to to problem solve together and resolve any issues. Yeah, I never, um, I'll never go to sleep angry. Never doing it. I will never let you walk out of the room Mm -hmm. and not have a conversation. I just, that doesn't even come in my brain. I'm like, if we're going to fight, let's let's just scrap right here and let's do it in two seconds. Because most of the time, the shit we argue about is worthless. Yeah. It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) There's a misunderstanding. We've never had these. It's never anything that's, that really matters for the most part. And if it does, it's just because one person's point of view isn't clear and it's taken out of context. So if you're going to get in a fight, you know, make it a one round knockout or come to some kind of draw after a round. Don't, don't let days and weeks and months go by. And obviously I don't know your guys' situations. If you're in some real shit, you know, it might take counseling or professional or whatever, but if it's little stuff, which most things are just try to scrap it, man. Because if I've learned anything in the last year is that life is really short, dude. And it's going really, really fast. And it'd be really sad if like something tragic happened and you didn't say you were sorry to your mom or your dad or your brother, sister, husband, wife, whoever it is. And then they passed away, they were gone, or you let one little disagreement and argument ruin a a relationship that you had with somebody for decades. I just, I feel that's really fucking stupid. I agree. Uh, 25, you know your relationship best. So I think this goes along the lines of like not comparing your relationship to others and you know what's best for you and your relationship and focus on that yes that is true and also do not listen to outside people telling you what you should do in your relationship or or giving you advice about how things may or may not be because they don't know and this goes for your mom your dad your in-laws everybody well i hope so and so like politely tell those people to fuck off and you just do you. You can listen to them if you choose to, but here's an advice for everybody else. No one, that's why I don't tell people, oh, you shouldn't be with this person. That's not my place. Nobody wants your criticism unless like they ask for it directly. And only you two know what really goes on in your world. And you just have to understand that. And your relationship has nothing to do with what your parents did, what these people did. Because a lot of people will compare. Well, my family did this. I'm like, well, this ain't the same, dude. Mm -hmm. The eras are different. The times are different. You two people are different. It's going to be uniquely your own and you have to own that. Try not to linger on the past. I think that one's really important and key to focus on the present. You can learn from the past, but just don't dwell on it and linger on it. It can be difficult at times, but... Uh, and don't bring up old shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. Yeah, if it's not going to help the situation, why bring it up? Which I've had to learn. <laughs> I used to do that. Um, yeah, you would do that. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? Like, 
well, I remember 10 years ago, I'm like, what do you want me to do about that? I know. Like, you know how many moments of time I could pick apart from you or anybody I've ever met and be like, well, remember I know. in 2012, you did, really? <laughs> like, what What do you want me to do? Like, go, I like, think it's a maturity thing too, but... um. There's nothing for you in the rear view, dude. Like you can you can have conversations about things in real time. That's why I say don't ever go to sleep mad. If there's a disagreement or a problem, you can solve it there. But if you're talking about it two weeks later, it's really robbing you from the joy you could be having right now. True. Last one, love is in the details. I think I perceive this one as all the small details matter. Like the simple things in life um, that bring you joy and love, that's what is most important. Like what? <laughs> like what details? I really, I have to go to the bathroom. That's all I can focus on right now. Heather so. has to pee. Um, <laughs> here, let me wrap it up. Uh, can I do this one real quick? Yeah. To me, <laughs> before you pee your pants, uh, Honestly, it's the daily life, you guys. I think we get so wrapped up in, you know, and I'm not saying put importance on your honeymoon or your wedding or vacations and time with friends and family because those things matter. But a bulk of your life is just the day-to-day stuff you do. And those are the days you have to win the most because that makes up the biggest percentage of what you do. So you got to be an awesome person on Monday and Tuesday on Wednesday, especially when nobody's around. And it's little things that we do, you know, saying I love you, you know, if it's, you know, showing signs of affection, if it's doing the things that make the other person's life easier, that's it. And just being a good person, being transparent and not just always focusing on these, you know, monumental tasks. It's the little things that we often forget daily and we take advantage of the people closest to us. And sometimes we do take them for granted. And it's really just waking up and just being honest with them, telling them how you feel and just not taking them for granted every single day. So good job. <laughs> um, you can go pee if you got to. I can finish the rest. So, uh, yeah, guys, that was our relationship. I forget the title, but we'll pick something here and uh, throw it out there in a second. Heather has left the building to uh, use the facilities. But as always, we appreciate you guys. Hopefully you got some value from that. We're just two knuckleheads who have been together for a very, very long time and uh, have not killed each other yet. And I think uh, it can help you guys do the same. If nothing else, you got a couple of uh, laughs along the way. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, If you guys can scroll down um, on your iPhone, drop us a five-star, leave a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. If you think this can help a friend or family member, obviously pass it along. Tag us on Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you guys watch and listen to these. I'm happy to to reshare it. I'm happy to throw it out there. And then uh, if you guys got any questions on any of the the sponsors of the podcast, whether it's JLab Pro, uh, Beam, or Athletic Greens, hit me up. I'll get you guys whatever discounts and whatever samples I can to make your life a little bit easier, healthier, and happier. So as always, you guys, I truly do appreciate it. I'll be back probably later next week. I got some guests I got to bring on. I've just been super busy with work, and so I haven't had time to slot these guys in. And a lot of these people are physicians, and they're busy, but I'm trying to get them in here because they have a ton of value to provide. So I'll throw them on here next. And then uh, I'll talk about the 47-day transformation probably next week as we're inching a lot closer to it. So I appreciate you guys as always. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.